I mean, what's that football focus doing? Last week they had Brady. This week they got Brady. We're doing it. We're literally doing it differently from everybody else. Hey, as a matter of fact, moving forward from this point on, I will not make reference to PFL. Ready to get into it? Yeah, yeah. All right. We're going team by team. I will be very careful about sling and stone. Am I going to get sued? Is that legal on this? I like football, like football season, all the things that go with it. Welcome into the PFF NFL Podcast, Wednesday, July the 5th, the day after America's birthday. No Steve Palazzolo in the building, which means the great Tampa Bay Trey, Trevor Sikama, is joining us today. What's up, Trev? Oh, not much, Sam. Hopefully you and everyone else who's watching and listening to the show had a wonderful 4th of July. Didn't do anything stupid with fireworks, mm. I'm hoping. But uh, I'm not a firework guy. I'm not, I, I've never had this desire to fire off fireworks i'm just there for the food and the drinks honestly and the pool like that's 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 the fourth of july to me sometimes a boat i could do without fireworks i'm really not are you a firework guy are you are you a pyromaniac i feel yes so i feel the way about fireworks to (laughs) say yes so those are two different questions you know are you a firework guy or are you a pyromaniac i have absolutely got that weird thing in your brain where like you want to play with fire right if there's anything that will create fire that will there is a fire you know like the the worst thing about moving over here is i don't have a real open fireplace in my house anymore i used to have Mm -hmm. like a proper fireplace which meant you get you got to build a fire to to make heat like I so the pyromaniac part absolutely like there's something wrong I I am a couple of steps removed from those art from like a real legitimate arsonist you know the kind of people that just start <laughs> lighting things on fire for giggles like it's not that far I'm closer to that human than I have any comfort with being um, the fireworks thing I feel a lot like fire a lot about fireworks the same way I feel about guns which is they're fun but I probably shouldn't have them. You know, mm. and it's yeah. you know, or they should be available in a very limited, very controlled, you know, safe environment where Correct. idiots can't like look down the barrel of the thing they just lit to see why it hasn't gone off yet, and you know, shoot a firework into their face, that kind of thing. So I just see, I, I see too many, I see too many TikToks, and before that, YouTube or Twitter videos <laughs> or whatever, of people who are just doing it in their cul-de-sac yeah and you know the the firework okay everything's set up correctly but you light it and then you're trying to run away fast and and maybe like you knock it over and then it's pointed at the house and then you know it just goes towards the house and like there's i just the the payoff for me of seeing it launch in the air for two seconds and blow up is not worth (laughs) me potentially firing a firework at my own house. That's just my thoughts. I know other people are a little... Yeah, I think the payoff is there, but it's one of those things where, like, you need to, you know, they're dangerous, right? You need to pay attention to what you're doing, and you can't just, like, here's some explosives. Let's just start having fun. Like, you actually need to plot out what you're doing and make sure that it doesn't, like, fall over and fire its way into your garage, like that kind of thing. So our, uh, yeah. one of our producers, Eli, just said in our Slack channel that I'm a loser. So I assume he's a big fireworks. <laughs> assume he's a big firework guy. Yeah, but he did. He typed that on his one remaining hand, having blown the other one off yesterday. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully that's nobody out there. But um, you know. So we got a fun show today. We are going to draft 
the ultimate Iron Man slash NFL street team, you know, two-way players, guys that are going to capable of playing both sides of the ball, the absolute dominant football players. Uh, and we're going to go back and forth. We're going to do that. We've also got a mailbag question as well. But before we get into all of that, the PFF NFL podcast is sponsored by Western and Southern Financial Group. While you focus on your roster moves, Western and Southern helps advance your money moves. Buying your first home, planning to start a family, wondering how to make your money grow? Western and Southern's playbook of life insurance, investment, and retirement solutions helps you rest assured on game day. Team up to understand needs and address goals with a game plan built just for you. Get started at westernsouthern.com forward slash PFF. It's probably something in there as well. You know, some kind of fund that helps you uh, get through the firework accident you just had yesterday as well. So I'm sure they've got all, all avenues covered. Wouldn't doubt it. Would not doubt it. All right. So let's get into this uh, this Iron Man drafting. How are we gonna do? We gotta do the uh, the coin flip to see who goes first. Yeah, we should do. Uh, we should we should alternate, right? Yeah, we, we're we're gonna we're gonna snake draft it. And I I I, just, I do want to say that for everybody who's watching the show, sees the title, I saw Walt in the chat was already like NFL Street. Like, what is this? Right. So if you are of a certain age, you'll probably remember the EA Sports game NFL Street, and mm-hmm. that was essentially. It was the, the what we're doing today. We're not drafting like seven players that we think could win in like a street fight, like that would win, <laughs> like with no pads, like the crazy football league where these guys are just flying around with no pads. That's not really what we're talking about. We're more just saying we're building seven on seven teams in which we are only drafting seven players, and all seven have to play both sides of the ball. Right. So essentially, a lot of your offensive linemen have to play defensive line, wide receivers, corners. Depending on where your what your quarterback is, maybe they're playing linebacker, maybe they're playing D line. I don't know, but uh, that's what we're doing today. So, yeah, I mean, well, it's your show. You, you could you could have the first overall pick if you want. I don't want to come. No, 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 no. Them. We're not. I'm not going to pull rank. We're going to do. We're going to do it as as we normally do, which is fire up the online coin flipping thing. So call it. Okay. What are you going for? Uh, tails never fails. It's heads. So I get the first pick. <laughs> I got to say, as much no, as no, we're no, not. As much as we're not, yeah, there's, hang on, I got to prove, I got to prove it. I could have just made that up, right? See? Yeah. It's an actual head. You can see it. I just see a white screen, so I think you cheated. No, uh, whatever. The the screen, you know, (laughs) HD is not what it was. Now you'll pull rank. (laughs) Yeah. Now, now just, you know, just to get moving, I'm going to pull rank. Um, Yeah, as much as we're not drafting, you know, seven guys that you would deploy in a street fight, there is significant crossover between the guys that I have at the top of my uh, big board for this and the guys that I would deploy you know, in a seven-man brawl. So yes. I, I think there is some um, transferable skills involved in that. Oh, look at that! We've got oh. a uh, we've got a screenshot of NFL uh, Street. I loved this game so much. Yeah, this it was game a fun was game. So much mindless fun to me. Yes. No, it was absolutely a fun game. I think that oh. it, we've ruined it slightly by finding a screenshot where there's like actual turf as opposed to asphalt. But, but still, you get the idea. You get the idea. All right, so first overall pick. Um, I was torn between this because I think quarterback is maybe the toughest position because you're limited to a very small pool of quarterbacks that you think have any function whatsoever on defense, right? Right. And that, I think, is what probably limits you there. So I'm going to start off and grab the quarterback, and I'm going to grab the best athlete in the NFL at quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Okay, so, all right, go ahead, go ahead. I'll hear your explanation for this. 
I mean, that, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Lamar is still the best athlete in the NFL at the quarterback position. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's got athleticism. I feel like you could put him in the defensive backfield, and he functions. So there's two quarterbacks, I think, that you could have – I guess there's three. But really, there were two that came to my mind immediately where, obviously, you only get one quarterback, I only get one quarterback. Right. So it's not like I really had to come up with more than two. But sure. It's essentially Lamar and then the guy that I'm going to pick at the end of the draft because mm. I'll save the suspense for everybody. So for when we get to the end of the draft and uh, and I'll make my quarterback selection. But Lamar is great because, like you said, think of think of Michael Vick in the game, right? When right. Michael Vick was in was in NFL Street, you played him at quarterback, but you also got to play Michael Vick at like safety or a fast linebacker or maybe even one of your cornerback spots if you really needed it to. So there's a lot of versatility with uh with Lamar Jackson. So I like this pick. I think this is a this is a good pick here. I have a um, list I have a list of five quarterbacks. Four only four of which I think the, the fifth I think I've gone too far actually on reflection. Okay. But I think there are Can four. I hear the five? Can I hear the five? Yeah. Uh Lamar obviously number one. Um yeah. I didn't necessarily put them in order, but they eh, probably amused me. Justin Fields is is one of them. Jalen Hurts is one of them. And then Josh Allen is the other one. And then five was a bridge too far. I had Kyler in there as well, but on reflection, uh, it's it's too much. I'm not doing it. Yeah, those those are the quarterbacks that I thought of. But, um, man, now I got to actually – now there's a different quarterback route I think I might be able to go. All right, I I am going to go with Tyreek Hill and Michael Parsons are going to be my my first two picks back to back here. That's that's guy. good. That's good. So, I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to go with the skill position players. These dudes are just the absolute crazy athletes. There's a, you know, I I went back and forth on whether or not I should pick Tyreek specifically, because mm. there's a lot of really great skill players, right? I, you're going to name a handful. I'm going to name more of them, but I don't want to spoil it too much yet. But Tyreek still, it, like the wide receiver conversation that we had on this very show, whether it was last week, the week before, I can't remember. The reason why you can make a case for Hill being the number one wide receiver in the NFL is because it's not just Tyreek Hill's fast. Yeah. It's that Tyreek Hill is faster than some of the fastest people on the planet. Like, n- no question about it. So, him on the team, he'll play wide receiver. He, he'll play defensive back. I know he's a little bit shorter for a corner, but we're all right. I know I think he's like 5'10", so we're good to go. And then Michael Parsons, you could play him at linebacker, right? He could play in the middle of defense. You could have him blitz, of course. But then on offense, Micah can play running back because I think that he, I think he's got the athleticism to be able to play that running back spot as well. So I'm going to go Tyree Kill, Micah Parsons for the one-two. That's good. Those are two of my. Those would be two of my top uh, seeds, top you know ranked players. Certainly, Michael Parsons would have been my number one pick if I wasn't going quarterback first. I think mm-hmm. you know you hear this all the time. Like if you had, if you cloned one player and deployed twenty two starters of the same guy, like which player yes. would win the NFL? If you had twenty two Micah Parsons, is is Micah Parsons would win the league, right? Like in in a league where J.J. Watt is now retired and, and old and broken down, 22 Micah Parsons is the best option you could have in the league. So for this, he's he's tailor-made for this exact exercise. 
Micah Parse, Micah Parse I, I believe is the <laughs> Micah Parse of, I. Uh, <laughs> Micah Parsons is. <laughs> I believe it's Micah Parse I. <laughs> yeah. So I, those are two very good picks. I, I'm annoyed by how good those were, particularly mm-hmm. I would have liked to have got one of those players. Um, so I get the next two picks. Is that how we're working this? You do. Yeah. Now it's, now it's Snake. So we're going, yeah, we're going back and forth. So now you get two in a row. All right. So uh, the player whose name we don't mention on this show for fear of jinxing him with injuries. Um, number three for the Los Angeles Chargers, whose name rhymes with Jerwin Dames. Uh, uh, yes, this was also extremely high on my rankings. Very similar idea. If you cloned him and you had 22 of that guy, you're, mm-hmm. you have a very good team. He mm-hmm. has already shown that he can play corner as well as safety. I see no reason why he couldn't make moves on the offensive side of the ball as well. That guy can do it all on defense. I think... I'm sure you can find a role for him in our for him on offense that makes him absolutely as effective as well. So grabbing him, and then I'm going for Aaron Donald because oh, I was wondering if I'd get him. <laughs> by far, obviously the best defensive lineman in the NFL, the best defender in the NFL, one of the best defenders in NFL history. Again, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing with him on offense. I just know it's going to work because he's good. Sure, he's too good right. at everything, and. The th- like his superpower in the NFL for years and what really separates him from other physical freak shows at, on the defensive line, guys like Ed Oliver, is Aaron Donald has absolutely unparalleled hand usage, right? And that mm-hmm. you need that to play offensive linemen as well. So if you have a guy who's doing it as, in a pinch, you know, doesn't do it as their primary gig, Donald's starting from a really good standpoint which is i know how to use my hands and i'm going to use that better than you do i there's a, there's a handful of trench players and trenches are kind of interesting right because when you think about this exercise you're going to pick a guy who has an expertise on one side of the ball or not but like the total size combination does matter because you go okay well you know does a even even 300 pound defensive linemen am i cool with them also playing offensive line especially if they're just a defensive lineman and then you're flipping them over to offense you probably want more beef but aaron donald is aaron donald so i mean he's he's going to be the number one trench player off the board no matter what all right so wait who's your oh yeah and then jane sorry the i was just, i wasn't saying i wasn't saying his name i was just saying my middle name just i was just careful. saying my middle name just be careful just, just just to so we're, just so we're clear. Um, the player, as the graphic said, mm-hmm. is truly just one of the best athletes like I've ever seen. Even going back, you know, and people watching the show know that I'm a big NFL draft guy. When we're watching him at Florida State, I mean, this is just, it, it's a, he's a different cat. Like, he's just a different, different type of player who you mentioned if you're doing the let's clone him 22 times he would be up there in probably the top five, in my opinion, of guys who it's like, all right, this, this, you know, probably gets into the playoffs. If you just, <laughs> if right. you just got this guy playing literally <laughs> all 22 positions because he's that great of an athlete. So I think that that's a, a great selection as well. Um, moving on mm-hmm. to my next two. Okay. I'm going to split it here. I'm going to go one skill position player, but then I got to get trenches because you took Donald. So I'm going to go back to the trench. Well, First pick is I'm gonna go Justin Jefferson. Ooh. Jefferson is just one of the most natural football players I've seen in so long. He makes the position that he has made a living out of look 
so much easier than it is. He makes the even the best corners in the NFL look like they're average at times. He's got great speed. He's so smooth. His flexibility is fantastic. His ball skills, as we know, are quite elite. And he's somebody who I have no doubt about. I can flip over to the other side and play corner. So he's playing wide receiver for me. He's playing corner. So then I got Tyree Kill as well, playing wide receiver and cornerback. So I've got those two guys there. Um, and then for my trench selection, I'm going to go with Trent Williams. Okay. Beef, baby. We're talking Full size, we're talking strength, we're talking, like, okay, going back to before we started this exercise, if we were indeed saying these guys got to line up on the asphalt, on the street, no pads involved, nothing, and you're putting trench play involved with three guys on three guys, I'd still be taking Trent Williams. I'd still be like, okay, this is this is somebody who could, uh, who could have my back out there in the streets, if you will, so. Those are my two selections, Justin Jefferson and then Trent Williams. I don't know where Trent Williams is going to play on the offensive or defensive line yet. That'll be to be determined, but we'll get to that at the end of the draft. I mean, Trent Williams has like the strength equivalent of the stuff we were talking about with Tyreek Hill, you know, in a league of super athletes, super freaks, super strong men, Trent Williams goes out there and ragdolls 250 pound monsters like they're nothing, you know, like they're like they weigh a hundred pounds less than they are is what it looks like when he's out there on an NFL field, absolutely destroying people. Here we go. This is a uh, this is a better image of uh, NFL Street. We've got yes. asphalt. We've got iron girders sticking out of the ground. We've got somebody who appears to be dead or at least see, bleeding see, out. This 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 image makes sense because it's Lawrence Taylor yes. and then just people getting demolished behind him laying on the ground. So this is, you know, this is this is true NFL street, right? Uh-huh. Absolutely perfect. That's what we're talking about here. Any like that, I mean, substitute LT for Aaron Donald or Trent Williams and we're exactly where we should be. This is going perfectly. I like it. All right, we're going to get into my two next two picks in a second. But first of all, the player that you just benched in fantasy football just went off with Best Ball and DraftKings. You get the best of your team all season long. This year, Best Ball and DraftKings is bigger and better than ever with $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. Join DraftKings' biggest Best Ball contest today and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Enter DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest and snake your team for the season. Each week, you'll automatically rack up points from all your top scorers. No ads, drops, or trades. Teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. Head to DraftKings app and sign up with code PFF. Join the DraftKings $10 million Best Ball Tournament and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars. That's code PFF. Only on DraftKings. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One per customer. Opt-in requirement with $10 entry fee. Bonus issued as 10 DraftKings dollars. Age and eligibility restrictions applied. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com slash promotions for details. Ends July 14th, 2023. All right. Um, So I... What have I got left? I got to fill a kind of trench player. I've got to fill a skill position player, and I've got to fill that kind of running back, linebacker type hybrid. Since you mm-hmm. grabbed Michael Parsons from me, um, I have a few players on this list where I factored in a little bit of like previous um, playing the other side of the ball. You know, I've actually Ooh. looked yeah, yeah, yeah. at That's who great. has got That's a history great. of doing that before, and therefore, 
you know, has a pretty good chance of being able to play the other position better than a guy that's never done it before. So mm-hmm. I've got a couple of guys in this list that probably wouldn't jump out as obvious names, but I like their ability to play the other side of the ball. And then sure. the other guys that I've got are sort of just general freak shows that I think are so talented that they can do things. I don't care what they do. Like, just ask him to do whatever, and he's going to be good at it. So I'm going to start off with one of those guys and fill out my trenches. Jordan Mylata. Jordan sure. Mylata came sure. playing rugby. The dude looked like an absolute monster on the field when he needed to run around and flatten people and tackle people. I have no trouble whatsoever imagining him flipping to the defensive side of the ball and just wrecking shop on that side as well. So yep. my lad is going to fill my other trench position. Yep. And then I'm going to bring in George Kittle because – Oh, that, yeah. Again, Kittle's a great pick. Kittle's Kittle, a great street pick. Yeah. Kittle, just good at everything. Like he is yes. going to – again, I don't know what you're going to ask him to do. You're going to get him to play linebacker. He's going to be good at it. He just is. I mean, watch the way he plays. He's going to have fun doing it, and he's going to kill your running back. That's that's how this is going to work. Yep, yep. No, I I I totally agree with you. I the way that I constructed my team, I have George Kittle on my big board, of course, because I agree with you. He's just a phenomenal football player, good at basically anything he does. But if I were to draft him, he'd probably have to play center for me, and I'm like, ah. I could probably form a little bit better team there. So <laughs> I, I I love the Kittle pick. I think that he's a, that he is well worth it. So uh, I'd like that. And then Jordan Mailata too. You mentioned it. Guy came over and he didn't even play football. So he's what he's doing at a high level in the NFL right now is just him being like, Yeah, okay, I'm just naturally picking up this sport in the middle of my life or <laughs> so uh that goes to show you I'm pretty sure that he could learn uh defensive line as well. So uh I would agree with you there. Those are two fantastic picks. Okay, you got Lamar, you got the player who we can't name, you got George Kittle. Okay, all right. All right, now who do I want? Who do I want to go with here? There's a couple of different ways I can play this. All right, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to fill out my defensive... Or I'm going to fill out my trenches with my next two picks. And then I'm going to leave the final two selections. I'm still kind of torn on who I want at quarterback. And that'll kind of determine my draft. My two trench players that I'm going to pick here are Vita Vea and Dexter Lawrence. Those are the, those are the, those are the two players that I'm going with. Once wow. again, just to set up an insane amount of beef. Like, I've got Trent Williams... I've got Vita Vea and I've got Dexter Lawrence as my as my three down linemen on both sides of the ball. That's a good mix of one's one's an offensive tackle, so we got him blocking the best pass rusher on the other team. But then we've just got sheer size in Vita Vea and Dexter Lawrence, these guys who are pushing 350, 330, whatever they're they're currently listed as now. I don't know. Maybe they're in a summer shred and they're svelte. But uh for this exercise, we wanted to beef up a little bit more. So I like I like the size and I like the talent ability of uh of my of my trench players right there so trent williams vita vea dexter lawrence that's my front damn <laughs> that's got some size to it all right uh so yeah that's interesting now are we working on the basis that these two teams play against each other or just who did the best job drafting a roster 
Uh, I think that there's, yeah, I think there's two different ways you could look at it. We, I mean, for fun, we would want our teams to go up against each right. other. So I think that that's a, you know, that's that's something that we got to consider here. Because with a couple of picks upcoming, having seen, you know, the size that you've just assembled, I'm going to want right. to lean more towards speed and athleticism and movement to try and mm-hmm. get those big uglies tired. You know what I mean? So that's sure. gonna that's potentially gonna change the way I'm drafting. Um, also, because you basically have to take a quarterback with your last pick, I am now at liberty to discuss my options when it comes to the two picks that I'm taking. Yes, so yes, you can. I, I'm, I'm good, I think, with my trench guys, my two big guys, Aaron Donald or Jordan Mailata. So I'm looking for running back, linebacker hybrids or wide receiver DB hybrids. And right. so I think there's quite a few of those guys that have, you know, decent option. Guys like... You know, when you're looking running back, linebacker, so obviously George Kittle is a tight end who's going to be playing linebacker. I think generally um, I like the ability of both sides of that to be able to kind of flip over and do a good job. So you're looking at Nick Chubb for running back, Derek Henry, guys like that, and and asking what ability they would have to play linebacker versus guys like, Nick Bolton, JOK, you know, super athlete, what ability would they have to play running back? I, I think I'm going to pick a guy who actually, so Miles Jack, right? NFL yeah. linebacker. Miles Jack played running back in college. And he did indeed. I was on the record at the time saying that I thought he was a better running back than he was a linebacker. And he ends up coming in the NFL, plays linebacker, obviously never plays running back. But my confidence in Miles Jack's baseline at linebacker and then proven ability to play running back, I think is higher than guys that are better NFL players at their one particular position and a complete unknown playing the other spot. So I think Miles Jack is going to be my running back linebacker, a hybrid with a track record of having done that at least at some point. Um, And then for my wide receiver DB hybrid, ton of options. You've got guys like Jalen Ramsey, who is in that category of just freak show, you know, can can do everything, hasn't necessarily played on the offensive side of the ball. Guys like Cordero Patterson, similar conversation, like just a freak athlete who you want playing on your team. And then guys that have actually got a bit of a track record of playing both sides of the ball, Trayvon Diggs, Tariq Woolen, you know, guys that in their past played wide receiver but are now current defensive backs. So, hmm. Man, I'm, ta- I'm torn between those guys. I wouldn't be able to live with myself, I don't think, if I came out of this draft without having Cordero Patterson on my team. I think he wow. needs to be on a, an NFL street roster so despite the fact that he doesn't have the track record playing DB, Cordero Patterson's coming out of the team. Wow. Wow. I did not see the Cordero Patterson selection coming. But again, you know, just all-around athlete, great football player. He's been a wide receiver, running back, play DB, I'm sure, kick returner. You've got the those last two picks specifically, big-time versatility. Mm. So, all right, we've got, the, we've got the graphic on the board here. Lay out the roster for me. Who's playing? Yeah, like who's playing center? Who's playing okay. the tackles? Who's right. playing the nose? Who's playing the D line? Who's playing all the other positions? So, what is our formation? We have two tackles and a center. Is that what this looks like? Yeah, on on offense, you can't really switch that part around. Right. So you got to have you'll have two tackles and then a center. Um, but then on defense, 
you can kind of set it up however you want. Like you could have three down linemen. I guess you could have two down linemen if you want. All right. You could just have three safeties, you know, do whatever you want. So obviously Lamar Jackson is our quarterback. Um, the tackles, we've got Jordan Mailata. George Kittle is going to play tackle. I don't see okay. a problem with that. I mean, given his blocking at tight end, I think that'll be a, a pretty successful thing. Um, Aaron Donald is going to play center and just snap the ball and then destroy people. Um, and then Miles Jack at running back, where he's, he's a better player, in my opinion. Cordell Patterson and Derwin James as my uh, – oops – Derwin, the player, uh, as my <laughs> if he goes down in in OTAs and training camp, that's going to be a problem. Uh, those are my two wide receivers. So I, I like that formation. I think that can do some damage. Okay. All right. So for my last pick, I'm going quarterback, and the player that I'm selecting was one of the two that I had as the immediate ones that came into my brain. Mm-hmm. The first one was Lamar Jackson. The second one is Josh Allen. Yeah. So I'm 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 drafting Josh Allen. I'm taking Josh Allen. I like Justin Fields would also be a phenomenal pick. Obviously, he's an incredible athlete. Like I'm I'm gonna have to play Josh Allen at safety. I guess but, safety. Uh, I guess he'll just be a he'll be a he'll he'll just be like a strong safety over the <laughs> middle type just to try to lay the boom on you, kind of a safety. But um, the way all right. So the way so I'll set up your set up no no set up your defense first. Show me what your defense is going to look like. So we just see my offense. How are you lining up against that? Yeah. So my how I'm going to put my defense together. Um, I'm going to put Dexter Lawrence against George Kittle. I'm going to put Vita Vea against um, Aaron Donald, and I'm going to put Trent Williams up over. Jordan Mailata. So, like, that's how the defensive line is going to be for the three-down defensive line. But I think Dexter Lawrence is unfortunately going to eat George Kittle alive, even though I love the pick. And then I'll have Tyree Kill and Justin Jefferson on the outside to be able to play man coverage. Micah Parsons is going to be the true, like, do-it-all, everything, middle-of-the-field defender kind of a guy. Like, if he's got to drop Tampa 2 style and just sprint down the field with a wide receiver or running back, like, he's going to be able to do that. But then he can also blitz, of course, because Micah's Micah. Uh, and then we'll have Josh Allen as the deep safety, kind of just the nothing gets behind you kind of safety, like the deepest safety that we have possible for Josh Allen. Uh, and then on offense, Allen's obviously playing quarterback. Mike is going to play running back. Hill and Jefferson are going to play on the outside. And then ideally, we would have Trent Williams line up wherever Aaron Donald is like even if that's at center because that's how we're going to try to neutralize that and then it's you know Dexter Lawrence going up against George Kittle as a pass rusher and uh, Vita Vey going up against Mylotta as a pass rusher okay that's how I'm setting it up all right that's the that's the beef and speed combination that we're that we're bringing to the table here it's there's certainly a lot of beef in that um who how's your offense going to set up uh so okay so I had that's I'm so I was saying Allen's going to be quarterback. Mike is going to be running back. I'm going to put Trent Williams over Aaron Donald, wherever he is. Okay. And then I'm just going to use the other off, the offensive lineman, however. I'm got just it, got it, got it. Basically matchups and then, yeah, two wide receivers. So I would, for the defensive side, I think I'm going to have basically Aaron Donald and Jordan Mailata as my two down pass rushers. Uh, I'm going to have... Miles Jack and George Kittle kind of patrolling the middle at linebacker. I'm going to have Cordero Patterson and the player whose name we must not mention mm-hmm. as my cornerbacks. 
And then Lamar as the 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 Ed Reed, the deep lying, roaming free yeah. safety to make plays at the back end. And I think that's – I like that combination. I feel like Aaron Donald obviously can destroy things by himself, particularly when you can't really double-team the man, you know, in, without significant space being there. And then Jordan Mailata, again, given that guy's background, I feel like you just pin him loose and say, just beat the guy in front of you. Just go get he the quarterback. Yeah. Like, yeah. how hard can it be? Go get the quarterback. I don't know about I don't know about throwing the how hard could it be in there. No, but, no definitely. Know, like, I do. like he's like uh, um, the replacements movie. You seen that? Yeah. He's like yeah. Bateman, right? Just go get the quarter. Go get the ball, Danny. Go get the ball, Jordan. Go get the ball. You just go get it. Doesn't does Trent Williams in front of you? It doesn't matter. Go get it. Go get the ball. It's fair. It's fair. I feel like there he can just, do that. So for some players that we left on the board mm. that we didn't pick. There's obviously a lot of really great ones, and we're only taking 14 players here. It's obviously the stipulations of the structure of the roster, but I'm very surprised that none of us picked Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Very surprised that Ramsey's still there. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I think, has like that running back slash linebacker safety versatility to him, so you could have picked him. Um, our producer, Sobchik, said, I dare you to pick Mike Vrabel and just put him out there. He's like the player head coach. So Mike Vrabel would be my coach 100% for this team. He's, he's so... J.J. Watt is a classic guy that would have been on this team if he was still around. Mike Vrabel, like those two guys both played like pass rusher and tight end at a really high level. So either one of those guys would be on this team. If I'm picking a coach, Mike Vrabel is my guy. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Robert Sala would be my guy. Robert Sala. I'm trying to think in my head. I feel like Sala would be a good would be a good I end. feel like Dan That's Campbell good. is made for this. Oh yeah, Dan Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be Dan Campbell too. No disrespect to uh, <laughs> to um, Robert Sala, but I think it's got to be. Sala is like so. Dan Campbell obviously is like he's huge, which helps. Like just the size thing, it's obvious. But like you saw those pictures of Robert Sala like golfing with like mm-hmm. action figure arms, like yeah, arms yeah. that look cartoon like a thousand curls every day. Right. It's like what. I, Okay, you're not the size of Dan Campbell, so we kind of overlook you, but like those arms involve a dedicated workout regimen that takes like most of your time, right? I don't know how, like what the percentage is of how many hours are dedicated to those arms versus the New York Jets, but they're, it's pretty close. <laughs> He has a he has a uh, a curl ra- or a dumbbell rack in his office. Yes. He has to. Right. So just like literally any downtime, like he's just cranking out like. Not even downtime, like while he's doing things. Like, you know. Uptime. Yeah, yeah. You've seen those things that that they tried to sell, like, during the pandemic and stuff. Like, like little pedals that go under your desk. So you can just, like, be working working away and just, like, doing this all day, right? So even though you're sitting on your ass, you're a sedentary human, you're, you're like, cycling 12 miles on your little pedals just so you're not, like, slowly dying at your own desk every day. Like, he's just doing that but with curls, right? He's got like a 45-pound dumbbell in either hand, and no matter what he's doing, he's just cranking all the way through the day. Or maybe, you know, if he's got to like write or like work the mouse on the computer or whatever, he's just doing left arm this day. And then next day, he's got to do all that left-handed just so he can do the right arm as well. You see, it's the it's the daily split instead of like the the repetition split. Right. Um, Yeah. Uh, So people in the chat, they're. Some people mentioned DK Metcalf, and like Metcalf, obviously. So Tyler, our producer, mentioned DK Metcalf, right? DK yeah. Metcalf still has the turning circle of a barge. You can't ask that man to play cornerback. Right. 
He's super physical, but yes. I I would not want to I would not want to ask him to play safety or corner. He would have to like, be your linebacker. He would have to play linebacker for you, which is okay. You but you would have to you would have to form your team around it's it's tough to have a wide receiver as your linebacker. Like it just the one and one connection doesn't really fit because I I mean then you're just putting some sort of speed out of the backfield, which maybe you can make that work. But that was kind of a tough one there. A.J. Brown's a little bit the same way. Like, when I think of A.J. Brown, yeah, I love A.J. Brown's physicality. And if we're being honest, like, he's got that street type of mentality and style to his game. But you'd have to play him at corner or safety. I'd probably rather have him at safety. So there's a little bit that just goes into that. But those are two players that the chat was shouting out. So another another guy that, I, that was on my list because of – sort of experience playing both sides of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey. So, and also oh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of when I was trying to think about offensive linemen, I was thinking like who, who has mobility? Cause you can't just be like, I mean, you can't just be this giant, you know, 340 pound lineman that, that does a perfect job sort of moving around from an offensive lineman perspective. But now you got to play mm-hmm. the other side of the ball, which involves an awful lot more running laterally, you know, it, particularly with this format where you're taking out offensive linemen, you're increasing the space, you're increasing the amount everybody has to move. It's like sevens rugby, right? Those guys are smaller and faster than the guys that play 15s because you got to cover more ground. So I'm already thinking, like, who are smaller linemen or guys that have, like, extra athleticism? Kelsey, an undersized center, but a guy with linebacker history like in his mm-hmm. okay you're going back a while because he's at the tail end of his nfl career but right this is a guy that's done that kind of thing before um he would he's he was on my list albeit a guy that i didn't get around to picking yeah travis kelsey also somebody who i thought about but right. again i thought there were some more versatile players jair alexander is a sneaky one who i think would be a great pick as a corner slash wide receiver if i really needed a corner him and Jalen Ramsey were two that I would have been like, okay, I'm okay with specializing on the defense side of the ball because I think that both Jair and Jalen Ramsey would be fantastic wide receivers. Another couple of guys who would be, I think, in the conversation for sheer sort of freak show ability, Miles Garrett would have to be on there. Yeah. Like, yeah. again, I don't know what you do with him on offense, but I feel like it works, whatever it is. Like, you've seen the pictures of him dunking basketballs, like, or, you know, videos of him dunking basketballs. Like, he's so athletically freaky. There's going to be something he can do that makes an impact. And similar idea, like Saquon Barkley. I, again, I'm not sure. I don't, mm-hmm. th- I don't see as natural a fit for him on the defensive side as you do for some of these other guys, but he's so athletically freaky it's probably going to work. He's one who I had like him and Micah Parsons in the same category where I can play both at running back slash right. linebacker, but Parsons is tier above. So Tyler uh, redeemed himself slightly with Isaiah Simmons as a shout. I think that's much better than Metcalf. Ooh, Isaiah Simmons is a really good shout out. Simmons would be Simmons is a super versatile athlete. Yeah. I like this. I think this has been successful. I would agree. I would think that my team's going to beat yours. So I agree. <laughs> it's a success. I think so. I think we've both done, you know, we've both done a good job. There are no losers here. You know, mm. there's only mm. first runner up. Um, I do, however, think that in this world where, you know, I just comped it to sevens rugby, where you've got to cover more ground, there's more space, where speed and movement is a premium, 
I feel like your giant fat guys are going to run out of gas. No, I'm not worried about it. I got I got athletes. I got athletes on the on the rest of the field. I'm good. I think five minutes in, Vita Vea is going to be needing oxygen on the sideline. And then Dexter Lawrence is going to be like elbowing him off the mask, trying to get in on the, the mask himself. And you're going to have no lineman left. Um, no, we're doing conditioning beforehand. We're running <laughs> hills and things. You know, it's it's like it's like the big game. Like it's going to happen in two months. We're going to prepare for it. You know, we're going to we're going to we're going to all wear the elevation masks that make it yeah. tougher to breathe that I, I don't think actually helps you. Uh, be more conditioned, but it looks cool because you look and sound like Bane. But yeah, we're we're all going to do that regardless of the properties that is is uh, redeemable from it. But no, we'll be good to go. Well, I'll, Dan Campbell will have these boys ready. Dan Campbell will have these boys. Ready. So you're going to be deploying a 285 pound Vita Vea by the time this thing rolls around. <laughs> yeah, imagine, dude, imagine the speed. You thought Vita Vea was explosive. Now, yeah. take 70 pounds off. Him. All right. So if we we picked our head coaches, you got Dan Campbell. I got Mike Vrabel. We add that to our rosters? Yes. Yep. Despite Robert Sala's curls endlessly cranking those arms. It was tough. I want the record to show that that was, that was a tough <laughs> between Sala and Campbell. But I think the Campbell, Campbell's just more of the exercise. Like, he's just more, he's more NFL street to him. I want, I want the record to show that it was extremely hard to pass up on Robert Sala's guns. I think that's an important says, thing to add to the record. You know, sometimes these are, this is what footnotes are for. It's important to put that documented somewhere for posterity. You can't otherwise someone's going to look back in years' time and be like, "How could they ignore the biceps of Robert Sala?" But you didn't. All right. Yeah. Before we wrap this up, we uh, we have an email. So Ooh, our okay. uh, our things are gone. Our, our rosters are done. We have an email come in from somebody called Andrew Sorrels. I believe. Uh, it says Sam and Steve, but it's going to be Sam and Trev. And this one's actually relevant to you because you were on when we ranked quarterbacks. So it actually makes sense to read it to you rather than Steve. A longtime listener, first-time emailer, testing the waters with a basic question. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and yet I find myself offended when he's listed in a tier with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Now, of course, they're great quarterbacks, and it's a perfectly reasonable framing. However... I can't shake the thought that he's much better than they are. Nick Wright, friend of the show, that's me, not him, noted Mahomes apologist, says the gap between one and two is like the gap between two and eight. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys think is the difference in having Patrick versus the other elite guys? Is there really a big enough gap to put Mahomes in his own tier? Mahomes is fascinating because I happen to fall in love organically during his epic versus Baker in college. And as a Steelers fan, there wasn't any reason prior to his success for me to overrate him. Thank you all, Andrew Sarles. So we did our quarterback rankings, and that was our tier, right? We had uh, those three guys together, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Should we, in fact, rank Mahomes in his own tier as one, and the next tier starts with Allen and Burrow? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because my initial thought when you say, hey, rank quarterbacks in the NFL. I, without question, will rank Patrick Mahomes number one in the NFL. Now, does that mean that he should just be in a tier of his own? Because if, if you would say that, yes. he could, And I, I guess when you're looking at the, the tiers, and I'm kind of talking as I'm thinking about it, I believe 
that certainly the way the league is structured and how teams are structured and what we've seen, especially over the last two years, when Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow go up against one each other, one another, there is chance for all three of those guys to win any given game against the other one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I said, sure, put all three of these guys in the same tier. Because any given week, whether it's early in the season, end of the season, regular season, playoffs, whatever, those three quarterbacks have the talent and ability, certainly within the systems that they're in right now, to win a football game against the other one, to outduel the other one. Now, of course, it's not exactly apples to apples, but you guys know what I mean. So that's why I typically put Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow in that same tier of quarterback just because of what we've seen over the last couple of years, how it's very back and forth. Now, of course, Mahomes has been unbelievable in some of those, which is why within that tier, I don't really hesitate with Mahomes being number one. Now, with that explanation, some people might say, okay, well, then he should be in a tier of his own. All right, fine. I suppose that is how I look at it. It's more of when those guys go up against each other, I think that they have the talent to win against the other and outduel the other. And I think that for the quarterbacks that are, you know, ranked four through whatever it is, I do not think that that's the same stipulation. I don't think one for one, matchup for matchup, it's the same. So within that first tier, I don't really hesitate to have Mahomes at number one. If you want to say that that means that he should be in a tier of his own, fine. Um, but that's the way that I look at it. That would be the explanation from my end. Yeah, I think it's an. So the distinction is you can be an obviously better player than somebody else and still belong in the same tier as them, right? That's the purpose of tiers is it's it's to kind of block these guys, cluster them, to put them in the same kind of ballpark. And rather than to, you know, specifically rank them one, two, three. So I think it's fair to say that Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, but also, so I think that the, the Nick Wright quote or sort of nugget that he's using there, that the gap between one and two, the gap between Mahomes and whoever you say is the second best quarterback in the NFL is the same as the gap between two and eight, I think is kind of crazy. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't agree with that. Right. I have, I have no hesitation with putting that Mahomes at number one on the list, which shows my confidence of what I think in him is the best quarterback in the NFL. But I, I would say that to that extent, saying that, the difference between Mahomes and Burrow and Mahomes and Allen, whoever you would have at number two, even if you believe Mahomes is clearly number one, that gap between those guys is the same as two to eight. I I, def- I don't agree with that. Yeah, agreed. I think so. I think that's the crux of it, right? Is that that if that was true, I think that's absolutely then then you would have the case to say yes, he's in number one in his, in a tier of his own, and that's how that should look. But number QB eight is Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, something like that, right? Somebody like that that you're going to be ranking in that kind of area. So to me, the gap is significantly bigger between Allen or Burrow, whoever you're picking as number two, and let's say Kirk Cousins, than it is between Patrick Mahomes and Allen or Burrow. Like that's a much, much bigger gap between those guys. So that part of it doesn't really hold water to me. Um, your argument is essentially, is the gap between Mahomes and the other two guys big enough that you put him in a tier of himself anyway? I, I don't think that you can compare him 
to or compare any of those guys to QB8 and say it's a bigger gap. So it's simply asking, is there enough daylight between him and the other two guys to warrant a tier of, him, of, of his own and say he is unquestionably the best quarterback in the NFL? And I don't mm-hmm. think that there is. I think the point that you made that those two other guys have shown they're capable of matching him, right? Josh Allen went toe-to-toe with him in one of the best playoff games in NFL history, right. and it wasn't Allen that fell short there, right? His defense crapped itself with 13 seconds left on the clock. Like, right. Allen right. matched Mahomes in that game. Um, Burrow has gone up against him, beaten him multiple times, you know, had, a, had multiple stretches of play that's as good as Mahomes. He's shown, I think, that he's capable of matching him. Like, those two guys... Maybe you always default to the idea that Mahomes is the best because the body of work is probably the best. The Mm -hmm. special crazy plays that he can bring to the table, there's something to that in terms of nobody else can replicate that. Like he's Mm -hmm. one of one in that regard. So I think it's fair to say that he starts off as the number one guy on the list in any given year. But I don't know that the gap between him and the next couple of guys is huge. It's like when Tom Brady, you know, for his entire career – Tom Brady, for a lot of people, started that as number one. But in any given year, it might have been Peyton who was better. It might have been Aaron Rodgers. It might like there was a sequence of quarterbacks that could have had a better season than Tom Brady in any given year. And yet, you would probably say that Tom Brady was the best for most of that period of time. That's kind of how yeah. I feel about Mahomes. That yes, he's the best quarterback in the league, but no, the gap between him and the next two guys is not big enough that I want to put him in a tier of him uh, of his own, particularly when you compare him, you know, when you start using arguments like the gap between him and two is as big as the gap between two and eight. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that you put it a, a really great way. It's just, I think everybody should have Mahomes as the default number one quarterback in the NFL uh, at this point. Um, it's just, what's the daylight right. between him and the other guys? It, it's not. It's not a... To me, the, the quarterback discussion is different than the wide receiver discussion, where when we were talking about wide receivers, Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, they were all in that first tier for me because I can make a case for any of them being number one on that list. It's not the same for quarterback. And maybe that does mean I should have Mahomes in his own tier because that's kind of what I believe. But within those three... It just like those are the three guys where, like you mentioned, when they go up against each other, they've been toe to toe before. And, you know, there's plenty of things within their own teams, defense coordinators, how they played things, the other side of the ball, the, the weapons that they have to throw to, all of that. And so that's what makes this such a discussion. But I just don't see it the same way as I saw wide receivers. And if somebody's definition out there would be, well, then you have to have Mahomes in a tier of his own. I'd go, okay. I, I don't really have an issue with that. I've just had him in a tier with those other two guys because it's been so much fun to watch them battle right. and go back and forth over the last couple of years where Mahomes wins eh, the majority of the time. But then it's not like it's perfect. It's not like it's 100%. So there have been a lot of close calls. And certainly when the Bengals were having the Chiefs numbers there for a little bit, that looked uh, like it was just always going to be an exciting rivalry, which I feel like it is. And then it's always, anytime you're talking about quarterbacks, there's always, you know, confounding factors and things that, that roll into that. We know Andy Reid is one of the best offensive coaches in the NFL. It's impossible to separate Mahomes from Andy Reid and say, how much is Mahomes? How much is Andy Reid? Like, the year, I mean, the year Mahomes got there, Alex Smith led the NFL in passer rating, you know, had 
the bet was the best deep ball passer in the NFL in a at the back of a career that had been pathologically conservative where he'd refused to throw the deep ball. Like Andy Reid is capable of making magic happen with quarterbacks. So a lot of the data points that people are going to use to say that Mahomes is out on his own, he's a, a tier of one, you know, you, you'll see these sort of advanced um, graphs, composites of, you know, CPOE and, and EPA and all this kind of stuff where Mahomes is in like the Aaron Donald anomalous uh, data point off on his own. He probably is pushing that way by himself, but we know that Andy Reid influences that. And that has to, I think, temper any argument you make saying, look at this data. This says he's one of one. He's a, there's a big gap between him and the other guys. It's like, yeah, but the other guys don't have Andy Reid. And yeah, they've, they've had either good coaches or good personnel or a combination of both, but they don't have Andy Reid. Like, it's impossible to separate the influence that he has on those data points that people are going to use. Agreed. <laughs> I don't want. I, I don't want. I don't want to keep talking in circles. Like I said, I, I, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't have any reservations about that. Um, I had him in the same tier with those other three guys because it's been so much fun to watch him go back and forth. Uh, but yeah, he, he's no question number one. It's just what you think the gap is between him and the other guys. Yeah. And my, I mean, our, our default position when we did the list was it's not big enough to have him in a tier of his own. I could see an argument to put him in a tier of his own, but I don't find it compelling enough that I would go back and change it and put him as one of one as things currently stand. I think the other two guys are close enough that they belong. It makes it's most natural to cluster those three guys together than it is to separate it out and say Mahomes is deserving of that uh, distinction all by himself, and then the other two are in a, a separate tier, a separate cluster just below him. So that would be the way I think I would sum it up. All right, Trev, that's been our show today. Thanks uh, thanks for coming up with your uh, the idea for a start, right? The NFL Street thing was your idea, and then mm-hmm. for coming up with the, uh, the rosters. It's been fun. Yeah, it was, dude, it was fun. It was great. I always love this exercise. Again, NFL Street's one of my favorite video games of all time, so I always love thinking about if NFL Street were made today, you know what the who the best players would be who the most fun players would be to play and this is kind of a fun way to do that so appreciate you having me on man yeah um so that's been our show today thanks for listening hope you've enjoyed it too we'll be back tomorrow for some more pff nfl show